a listener production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One... Ahoy for 2021, Ham. Ahoy, my friend. Ahoy to you, Jacko. Ahoy, guys. That's gusto. I guess the government-mandated three-month break has its merit at times. But boy, yeah. would, but boy, would we have loved to have been back earlier than this. Oh, look, I don't want to bore everyone with the appeals we lodged, oh. the money wasted, the show yeah. money wasted yeah. on lawyers and, mm. um, you Trying know, petitions. And even just some plain old... Line down at the front. Jack was on a peanut butter strike. I've seen a lot of hunger strike, but obviously he's still bulking, so he's not going to go on a complete hunger strike. Yeah. But, Jacko, no peanut butter. What was it, for two weeks to protest? Yes, that's right. It was terrible, and really hard to get those extra calories in at the end of the day. Yep. And who was the peanut butter strike brought to you by? <laughs> uh, who? Mavers. <laughs> Are my peanut butter friends if they still listen oh, to the it show? Starts the- <laughs> it starts again. It starts again. See how hesitant Jacko. Jack said. That obviously tells us that he doesn't have a current deal, yes. but he is open to reigniting the channels. Well, In I fact- thought when their first care package came, I thought it might have been an ongoing thing. <laughs> it was just one care package, and I thought they probably got an over-delivery. It was a no-care package. Yeah, okay, well, I, we weren't going to start with this, hand, but I have to start with something, because yeah. it feels like the... Search for free things that Jack, intensified. that Jack just loves so much must run in the radio family that he's in. Because as you know, my brother-in-law and sister own a roof rack store. Sure. And Don't tell me Jack was calling up for a freebie. No, Paul got an email. Do you know, uh, is it a Francis Blake or Blake Francis? Oh, Blake Francis, I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys know him too. He worked yeah. at yeah, the station. Yeah, he, yeah, he, was, he was worked, yeah, at, the he worked at the station. Nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> Weekdays. <laughs> I remember oh, yeah, seeing, him, seeing him around those hours. <laughs> anyway, he emailed Paul at the, the at the roof rack store yeah. wanting some free racks for promotion they're doing for the oh. Gold 104 breakfast show. We well, aren't doing anything to do with roof racks. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, are you sure it's not one of the guys from the breakfast show? Not the guy whose show it is, not Christian, but the other guy from the show. Sure it's not him driving around trying to fill up the roof of his car with Mavis peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts for the nut butter. In- inquiring about a Kia Cerato 2013 <laughs> five door hatch. So, so, so he wants not, a free rack. He wants some free racks. No, offered contra. Offered contra. So you might be having to do Jack. Yeah, so you, you might be having to say thanks the, to Roof Carrier Systems. The hunted. You, you might have to be saying thanks to RCS yeah. for the sweet racks. Whose gear we, is it? Well, they're saying that they're not someone on air. It's a 2013. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like is Paul knew that it was obviously coming from Gold 104, uh, which is Jack's uh, station he cheats on us with. Uh, His actual job, this is a hobby apparently. But Paul wrote back, yeah, happy to help out. Would need to know whether it's a 2013 or up to 2013 because they changed that year, need a fitting kit. So very professional. We said, Jack Post, but by the way, Jack Post is my absolute favourite radio personality. So talented, (laughs) funny and handsome, triple exclamation mark. Say hi to him. (laughs) And so did that message get passed on by Blake? I have not had that message passed on, nor do I know of any Kia or any promotion we're doing with roof racks or anything even to do with driving. So then, Having uh, said that, the door still remains open for (laughs) Mavis to reignite the ongoing relationship. But Blake, can I just say, he's that kind of guy who like always 
turns up at the tennis and you just assume that he's getting some kind of free tickets. <laughs> I think he, if I may say, is yeah. more of a weasel than me. <laughs> What is the podcast for if it's not some sort of weasel court? <laughs> well, Way to throw him went... under the 2013's <laughs> Kia Sorento, Jack. And we've got a new segment, Point Out a Weasel. See a weasel. weasel hunt. <laughs> now it's we can open the show to him if we want to point out a further, even more weaselly person yes. than him. Uh, Do we yes. get to the bottom of the burrow? <laughs> Do we find the lowest weasel? <laughs> anyway, he did write back saying, I'll pass on the message to Jack. Hey. He will love to have a fan. So let's give it a few days to see whether he... would he... love to have a fan. That's what he wrote. What a weasel. What a weasel, Blakers. Hey, do we set up, um, similar to how, remember last year we had Mike, uh, Ready Mike, battle the guy, Pokemon Facts. Mm. We had the Pokemon yes. battle. Yes. Do we just do a bit of weasel fighting on the show and we get Blake on versus Jack yes. to really out each other on the most weaselly <laughs> behaviour? Would Blake know the extent of Jack's weasel behaviour? So we give, give him a week so you, or two to amass a dossier. <laughs> that's the hard thing is that... Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel well, I okay. like it. We, there's TBC. an area there, TBC. Oh, mate, happy, happy. I mean, since we're starting the show in a traditional manner, yeah. let's start something that we never follow up on. <laughs> What <laughs> of the key tenets of the show. Yeah. Let's let's set something up for a Peter out. Yep. <laughs> Which um, is one of the things we do well. Speaking of non-sponsored, um yep. we're all in white t-shirts. Yeah, we're blank. Blank canvases blank today. Canvas. The, the, the tracksuits, two years of service, I think, from those velvet tracksuits. We thought it might be time for a change. Mm. We are yeah, we're fresh, aren't we? We look we look like um we look like we've just been recruited to the Navy. Yep. Just short white t-shirts. That you're Tracksuit could sit here. We probably won't reference it by name too often. We save that for roof carrier stores <laughs> and peanut butter brands we have no commercial association with. But if you've got a tracksuit you think you'd like to, it's in competition though. You can tender it to us yeah. and we might consider it to be the tracksuit, the show tracksuit for 2021. And really um, the, the biggest thrill you'll see is it just you just pop up on the video. And look, four marks to feel it was the last tracksuits. Mm. We, we, we kind of pretended we were going to do it every couple of weeks and we just... We felt like used to them, and that was two years of two years yeah. of um, cash-free sponsorship <laughs> for Villa. Um, anything else to c- cover off on? Well, I just wanted to, you know, this, it's obviously great to be back. Mm. Uh, appreciate everyone from hanging through the the government mandated break. <clears throat> As we've mentioned, we were absolutely furious. We were muzzled oh, a little bit by gosh. the government. I wrote really? a very very strong letter to the editor uh, that was meant to be published in the Age mm. and. I think some powers that be stepped in and got that kiboshed. But we were furious I, I, over the break. I planned a protest and then lockdown came in, so I couldn't do yeah. the protest. Right. I know we've been talking about keys a little bit, but I was thinking since it's episode 121, mm-hmm. um, we could get Mazda to look. Maybe <laughs> I, I contacted Mazda and I asked them if they would like to sponsor this episode because of the yeah. the famous 121 uh, jelly bean bubble car. Yeah, from and, years and um, years ago. They had a few reasons why they weren't interested. Like They've moved on from They that. don't make them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So another missed opportunity on the on the sponsors front. Can I, I did want to do a gusto check. Yep. Like an actual gusto check. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling, Andy? Very good. Very good. That doesn't sound gusto-y. Oh, well, I think we we, we proved that gusto's up. Um, How are you feeling, Jack? I feel good. <laughs> it was do you know what actually and it, that was the test. Fake gusto yeah. was no, what I was I, trying to sniff I out. And I got it. I found some fake gusto. Yeah. Well done, Ando. You played your natural game. And that's part of gusto is playing your natural yeah, game. Cool, and why why would anyone put on gusto <laughs> if they weren't confident with their gusto? 
<laughs> I feel good. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, we'll oh, I do, actually, I do feel good in my, in my normal tone. Thankfully, you're responsible for 3% of this show. So if, you're, bells if, you, have a, if you have a gusto lapse, hopefully we can still start through. A couple of things, Ham, quickly I want to yeah, cover go off. for it. Go for it. We talked about the big five fruits. A lot of people over the break were working it out. What were the big five fruits as it yep. came? Seamus Aldridge, ahoy to you. Great email. He went to galleries as well as online to find out whenever fruit ball bowls have been painted. Mm. And picked out Smart. the 30 most popular still life fruit portraits. <laughs> tell you what, that, I'll tell you who I tell you who I predict is going to get a look in that we wouldn't have expected. Mm-hmm. Grapes. Yep. Grapes. Ham, well, here we go. He put it all in a spreadsheet, <laughs> right? <laughs> because <laughs> grapes <laughs> seem <laughs> to be in still life paintings more than you would expect grapes to be in a fruit bowl. Sorry, play on. According to him, out of the 30 portraits, apples were in 97% of them. Orange is 77, and Haim, grapes in 60% of them. <laughs> Pear at 57, and banana at 50. Rounding out uh, the rest were mangoes and strawberries. But Mango surprises me to be in there. It, it, it's a great idea, Jack. I'm sure you'd agree. With, like it's a, I love the theory behind mm. this. Mm. Does it skew, mm. unluckily, towards what's in what's a good Mediterranean fruit because a lot of the painters yeah, yeah. sort of yeah. were from Europe. Yeah. Or, or modern fruits. Does it discourage modern fruits from being in because you don't see so many still lives of fruit oh, anymore? A, what's a modern fruit? When, <laughs> when, when, when did a fruit get invented? <laughs> as, like, as like modern taste. Oh, like a chrome strawberry. <laughs> as, as people's palates change over time, what we like in modern life, they're not. When new was the fruits. mango invented? <laughs> they're the same fruits. Just can't, can't wait for the new model to come out. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a 2013. You can't put a rack on a 2013 strawberry. They changed the shape. <laughs> okay, I got one last one. Yeah. I got one last one that I think will amuse you guys. Um, obviously, one of the a big uh, a, a big. Market I got heavily into last year was copper. Got the copper sphere. Um, <laughs> yes. People were keen to tell me. Obviously, Bitcoin and GameStop shares were probably the two big movers over the summer yep. in terms of making riches. Copper as a market did not have the sort of mm. flurry of activity that we saw in GameStop shares or Bitcoin over the summer. It moved in the right direction. It did move well. But I had another... I had a run-in with copper because I am still sitting on my mesmerising copper ball, (laughs) copper sphere, loving it. Absolutely still mesmerised like I was from day one. (laughs) Um, But I'm in a new house at the moment and I was talking to a trader because I'm doing the garage, right? I just want to put like a bench and some shelves in the garage. Right. Had a tradie over, Pat, and he's talking, he's a pretty blokey bloke. Mm. Like he's got a real Scott Cam vibe about him and you know in the face of a builder like that, I, it's like I want. Thank God you're here. Just trying to, <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to match him one to one without addressing the elephant in the room, which is, well, if you're so good with the tools, mate, why am I doing your garage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So trying to talk to him, and he, we were talking about what what surface the bench would be. Yes, and and he mentioned copper beading right oh, on yeah. the bench, and so cause I was like, yeah, I said, okay, interesting. Hmm. Um, he said because you know your your bench sort of meant, and I was like, geez, I haven't heard of copper beading before. It must be like very very small balls of copper, maybe it makes it tougher, mm. must be a tradie thing. Mm. And I don't know why I said this, because he's obviously not a podcast listener. So I go, well, I actually have a mesmerising sphere. <laughs> <laughs> copper sphere that I got on Instagram. I actually man. have a mesmerising copper sphere. Yeah. Now, 
I have a friend that has one too. He doesn't really like his because I'm thinking of your copper sphere. Yeah, yeah. See, I could, would, would we, I don't know why, I mean, just for my own amusement, right, hoping that he might say yes to this and we could talk about it on the show. Okay, could we like smelt it down and use the <laughs> copper for the beads? He goes, what do you mean? I said, beads, for the, could, could, we, could we like, I don't know how big the beads are, the copper beads for the oh, bench no. top, right? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen where this is going or yes. not. He goes, what did he, he goes, no, no, I said it'll copper beating. Like you want something that'll copper beating. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Sorry, I thought you said it should, you want something with copper beating. I'm <laughs> just pretending. Straight away I went, yeah, of course you want copper beating. I mean, you, you wouldn't just put raw wood there. You'd obviously beat it with copper. <laughs> So now, to save face, I am getting something with cover beating. Hey, first special skill to kick off 2021. Uh, um, for people who, do, who don't know, go to hamishnady.com. You can correspond with us there. but we'll also fill out a very important podcast to form, which you can list your special skill. Yeah. We, we have a bit of a soft spot, don't we, Ando, for... People dobbing in someone. Yeah. And the reason we have a soft spot for it is, is it usually means the skill is terrific yes. because the public has noticed. And it's one thing for Wolverine to turn up to the X-Men headquarters and say, look at this with his, <laughs> you know, yeah. with his spikes. Spikes, yeah. It's another thing <clears throat> altogether to have someone write into Dr. Xavier and go, I have noticed this guy in the neighbourhood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you it just carries a bit stuff. more weight yeah. and you just see more of a humble superhero yes. if you're not dubbing yourself in. <laughs> I agree. I'm not saying it always has to be that way, but no. it's certainly what got our attention for today's. Mm. Um, the the Dobber Iron, Man, Iron Man's more of a look at me, look what I've done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he has press conference. <laughs> yes. But, but wouldn't it be more impressive yep. if the Hulk rang someone <laughs> and said, I saw a guy flying around fighting. Well, they both work is the point, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and now and now we will watch the next Marvel movie probably with a keener eye. To go, is this more of a humble, more of a, a, nomin- a self nominator or a public nominator? Um, Isaac rang, oh, contacted us and said, "Hey, listen, my dad's got this skill. Mm. It's pretty phenomenal. Mm. It's power tools based." Isaac joins us now. Isaac, how are you, mate? Ahoy, ahoy, Hamish. Ahoy, Andy. Ahoy, and Jack. Ahoy, ahoy. Isaac. Um, tell us the skill, mate. Uh, so, uh, Dad is able to be able to determine uh, a power tool just by listening to it from a couple of metres away on a job site. So, yeah. could he do it down the phone? Um, I believe he could do it over the phone um, yeah, if, you know, the audio is great and we've got no technical difficulties on Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> we can could promise A. We can cautiously hope for B. <laughs> Um, and what's your dad's name? Uh, my dad's name's Fernando. Or Ferns. Fernando is great. No, <laughs> we, you'll find yeah. out why in a second. We, did, we were <laughs> pleased to hear of his name being Fernando. Okay. Ahoy to you, Fernando. Ahoy to you, Fernando. Ahoy, gentlemen. Mate, you can hear us clearly, can you? That's very, that's very important. 100%. Wonderful. Well, that sounds good. Haim, you've, got, you've gone out. Any excuse to buy tools? Oh, as I said, Ando, look, um, I know this. I've bought this with the company money, the mm. joint Hamish and Andy money, but I tried to hire them. <laughs> I 
you know, care deeply about the bottom line finances. <laughs> just the quality wasn't up to scratch, Ando, for the, the higher places. He's and he just can't hide. He's just bought can't hide tools. tools that he wants. We're not so, going to say what I don't tools know, they are. I don't know, Fernando, if you need them to be a certain brand, but I hope Makita is. Um, <laughs> and I'm not just, we're not just, I'm not just saying Makita, 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 because I, I hope they send us some random selection of tools. Mm. I would obviously prefer a specific selection of what I do and don't want. <laughs> There's going to be three different tools. Does Fernando need to get three out of three ham to get himself think, a coin? I think you do, Fernando. Do you agree with that? Oh, I think two would be sensational. Look, maybe, maybe you know, one. So I don't, don't know why we asked the competitors yeah. set the rules. <laughs> um, I think okay. two would actually be sensational because I've been having a little go in here and 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 – I would think that a lot of power tool companies are putting a similar engine in, you know, in the tools. Well, so it is, it is a bit of a tricky thing to hear. The reason why I think it could, should be two out of three is because I've seen the tools, Fernando. They are all battery pack tools yeah. where right. I know they're compatible with the rest of my they're, they're range. <laughs> compatible with his range, which I know isn't probably true of the worksite entirely. They're probably. Oh, you use a lot of battery these days. But some of the tools you've got, I wouldn't say uh, the at the commercial level. Right. Fair enough. Okay. So you know the range we're talking about here, the very reliable and um, <laughs> durable <laughs> handheld Makita range. It all runs off the same battery, of which I now have lots, which is good news. <laughs> but, Fernando, if you're ready, we're yes. going to jump into this. You ready? Yeah, 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 let's do it. Tell us, is it a circular saw? Okay, that wasn't one. That was a sound effect from our... Uh, yes, we don't know if that was a hammer drill. <laughs> yes. What do you think that sound effect there was at the end? Hey, great song. I loved it. Oh, <laughs> appreciate that, Fernando. <laughs> you know it's not an original, though, don't you? <laughs> um, okay, Ham, hey, let's get the first uh, tool up. What right. are you gonna, what's he going to okay. go with? Here All we right. go. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Ham has Bring got the tool now. now. Are you ready, Fernando? Here we go. That sounds like a blower. Yeah. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it, hasn't he? And look, maybe too generous of me to waft a little bit onto the mic. Maybe no. that was too generous. No, I actually uh, have a, a Makita blower. And it, <laughs> Can it we was stop the end. saying Makita? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you do it there, mate. I'll say it backwards. Adicum. Okay. okay. Is it the dub 185 you've got? Because I like the rubbery <laughs> nozzle. Okay. That was okay. easy. I feel fun. like the hints were there. Haim. We said he's only going to do two out of three. Yeah, okay. So no yes. hints. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. I feel like we're getting a real softball to be in the show, and I don't, I don't like softballs. No. Um, Maybe, okay. Here comes the next one. Good luck, Fernando. Give it a bit longer, him. Yeah. Oh. One more time. That sounds like a like an impact driver. Now oh, hang on. Or it could have been a reciprocating saw. I'll go with my first one. It is not. It's oh. actually it's actually it's a uh, it's an electric chainsaw. Oh, I haven't got one of them. 
<laughs> yes, well, well. but the game is not <laughs> what, what tools does Fernando have. <laughs> but this does create a bit of excitement heading into the final tool. Right. Haim, well done. I think you're a bit nervous because the chain looked a bit loose on that. <laughs> yep, the chain was a bit loose. And um, for those familiar with that classic um, uh, bottle green that the Makita tools come in, little pieces of green plastic were flying off everywhere. So... <laughs> That's not good. A, yeah, no, not good. 100% the chains on that properly. They might need a little little replace from the good people at Makita and perhaps send out one of your authorised representatives to pop the chain. Just, you do. Tighten, just tighten the chain. Yeah, well, we put it together in a bit of a hurry. We'll have a little look at that. Okay, all or nothing here, Fernando. Good luck, Fernando. This is the final tool. Go ahead. That's a Makita grinder. There's a Makita grinder! <laughs> <laughs> He's got it! Well, I thought that was going to be tough because you know it's in the circular yes. motion category, but there's a lot of tools that have that circular motion. What gave it? To, well, I thought it was yeah. you know, obviously a circular saw. Obviously it slowed down, which obviously yep. helped you, but uh, why did you were so confident it was the grinder? I owned three of them. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing, Ando. He really knows what he's doing. And what pad did I have on it? Uh, it might have been a coding disc. Yeah, it was. Couple of meters. <laughs> Fernando, congratulations. Isaac, you've got yourself a coin, and it's nice to Wicked. kick off 2021 with a victory. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah. Message, um, you. message for your dad, Isaac. Yeah, that was actually really, really impressive. I'm so shocked. I had no idea. They, they all sounded the same, and like to anybody that's doing these challenges over the phone, the audio was hard. I could not like defer any of them. I had no idea. <laughs> Some wow. beautiful words there for his supportive son. <laughs> a real doubling down, doubling down on how proud he is of his dad and how bad the audio is going to rest you. Yeah, thank you, Isaac. <laughs> hey, as the show starts back up after our three-month government-mandated break, great uh, to be unmuzzled. <laughs> yes, there's there's a uh, a few little things we've got to obviously business to take care of. Mm. One email that came in more than anything else was, "When are you going to release?" The Power Moves book again. For those who yeah. don't know, uh, or right. you might be new to the show, welcome. But, welcome. Uh, Go back to the start, but before you do hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we brought out a Power Moves books collection of all the Power Moves um, that people had sent in, or then you and I had included our own as well. Top 100. There are essentially things that you can do in social situations that give you the upper hand in life. And it was a hot ticket for Christmas, this book, wasn't it, Ando? <laughs> well, it was launched in August, but yeah. it became a hot promise to yep. get them out by Christmas. It sold out. Um, and people have been wondering, when are we going to re-release it? There's a Dishonourable Second run coming we did, out. We did <laughs> confirm that the Dishonourable Second edition uh, will come out where you can have the glory of owning the Power Moves book, mm. like thousands of others, and having it on your coffee table. Mm. But sadly, mm. we cannot give you the honour of being one of the early movers. You must suffer the dishonour mm. of having the Dishonourable Second run stamp. <laughs> On the front of the cover of the book. Now, that's just that's just to be fair to the people that move yes. fast enough to get one of the early copies. However... We were contemplating a dollar... <laughs> dollar dollar price increase? Yeah, for shame. Yep, well, I'm not against it, Ando. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I, I would be... I do not want to happen. Hmm. I'm scared of this, just from a logistics point of view. 
I hope that the um, the Dishonourable Second Edition doesn't suddenly become more collectible than the first, <laughs> creating some sort of artificial run on the books. Yes. That would be a worry for our... I'm just thinking about our warehouse staff here. Yes. Well, we've got the man in charge of it all. Hogs joins us now. Hogs, ahoy to you, mate. Uh, how are you, boys? First up, Hello, um, that's that Howdy. question. When is the Dishonourable Second Run going to be available for, for people in Australia and around the world? Um, I reckon June... Well, you said this. You've, you've June. Oh, I've got to be June. Well, what's going on? What is there a shortage of the thick paper again? <laughs> <laughs> Are you just oh, giving the yourself more leeway it, because it it, you know panic? it's exactly the same book with like three <laughs> new words on the front cover? Well, there's it's holiday time in China. Mm-hmm. China well, they're taking New half year. a year off. <laughs> Chinese New Year's one day. Jeez, I mean, for a company that produces so much stuff, I can't believe they're having a six-month holiday. I mean, if it was a three-month government-mandated break, I would understand that that can happen and you can't do anything about that. Well, Chinese New Year finished last month, Hogs. Obviously, we're we're in March now. You think June. Why can't it get here as quick as June? Well, it takes takes three months to... You know, we've got to get in line. They're big printers, remember? (laughs) Is there a queue? Well, they're such big printers and expensive printers. It's not a just a oh yeah, no worries, mate. We'll 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 whack it on today. So they like so what it takes like three months to to be sure that they that we're really doing this for real. Well, it takes a long time. You got to print all the paper, and then you know this Maybe, is a two hundred page book, right? Yeah. And then you got to bind it bind it all together. Yeah, but, but I assume there's machines, the there machines for this. Sort of machines. Doing think of a, I'm thinking of a montage. <laughs> Should be over in about <laughs> 10 seconds. No, it's all individual. Then the actual cover, yeah. you print the piece of paper and then they actually glue the paper over a board then bind it all together. It's all and enormous got, amount got, of hand. Well, don't, give it all, don't give it all away, Hogs, just and in case bootleggers <laughs> are listening to this and they figure out how to make a book themselves. And you got the spot UV <laughs> and the matte laminate. And it is a matte laminate. I understand the time taken on the cover, obviously. That's, I'm yeah. surprised that's anything under a two-year process. Hogs, but I think for the rest of it, we're imagining some sort of book machine that prints them off. Okay, so June. June, we will June, in, yeah. in time. We'll te- we're not going to open it up for people to buy it yet because we had no. that, that problem last time where people pre-orders and then they just got angry. We because we made it so so clear. We were like, look, pre-order it now if you want one. It will not come to Christmas. Yeah. I felt like we said that very very clearly, mm. but then you read the emails, it just didn't seem like that message got across. So <laughs> no, it's not open for business at the moment. It really felt like we took yeah. people's money at a bookstore and said, "Hang on a second, I'll go get one from out the back." <laughs> Went out the back. Drove around Australia at a leisurely pace, enjoyed a holiday. Holiday here this year. <laughs> enjoyed a holiday, came back four months later, went, here's your book. <laughs> okay, Hawks. So you, can, can, we, can we promise June well, you're the guarantee, one guarantee July? Oh, my well, God. No, no, we're just not, we don't need to. We don't need to promise anything or guarantee anything. We just, Hawks, we'll, don't you think that, that sends the message when you <laughs> completely honestly go, I'm promising you this, but I'm guaranteeing you that. Doesn't just clearly tip our hand yeah. a bit that we're trying to dupe people. We'll come back to it, Hawks. We'll come back to it. Okay. okay. Um, second question, did you feel that the initial run was a success? Huge success. It was just, it was a big job. Yep. Now, Getting, you, you, it, was, I mean, it was a lot of addresses going out. I, I well, didn't calculate that. We, yeah. we, we, weren't, we, weren't, we, weren't all, we weren't thinking it was a 20,000-person <laughs> share house that all wanted their own copy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what did you anticipate? <laughs> <laughs> you surely didn't anticipate the same address. <laughs> did you hear of many complaints, Hawks? 
Um, oh, a few people complained, but that's a very little amount. I mean, mm. if we sent out 30,000, we got 300 complaints. I mean, oh. that's... Did you start? The, did you start up a hotline, a complaints line? Did you did you consider doing that? Well, I I had to call a few people mm. because I mean people were sending through putting their address down. There was one person who put an address down, mm. you know, for I'm going to make it up here for Smith Street, mm. Adelaide, mm. Um, the state WA. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, and he's good. had his my number. I said I called him. I said, mate, you're going to have to help me here. Like, I'm where do you live? Yep. He said, oh, sorry. I used to live in WA, but now I live in Adelaide. <laughs> Just got <quite> used to. <laughs> I completely stuffed it up. All right, okay. Okay. We were hoping to sharpen you up ahead of the dishonourable second run. Um, sharpen you up a little bit on the customer-facing side of things. Is that a fair thing to say, Andy? Absolutely. We've got uh, someone standing by that's got a complaint ready to go. Uh, Hogs, yep. if you wouldn't mind saying uh, Power Moves Complaint Hotline, you're speaking to Hogs. As soon as you say that, uh, they can pick up the conversation. So off you go. Hogs' hotline about power moves. Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> you're on. You're on Hogs' hotline. I, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking. Finally, I get to speak to someone in customer service. Mm. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> we've had um, a young twelve-year-old boy who's been waiting for his birthday present since late last year. Oh boy! But to be fair, we just got the book last Friday. <laughs> Wow. Lucky here. <laughs> so you've got so, it. We finally got it after much toing and froing with Australia Post because <laughs> it seems to have been common a villain. <laughs> Whose fault do you reckon? No, Hogs? They... It was Hogs' fault, do you reckon it was uh, Australia Post's fault or was it your was it customer error with the the, the um the, the mailing address? I'm pretty sure that my address was correct. Mm, yeah. I knew the day I'd pre-ordered it because yep. I'd pat myself on the back for getting in early. Yep. Yeah. Australia Post were very, very good because I could contact them and they'd respond immediately. Mm-hmm. However, they kept referring me with my complaint number to Hamish and Andy customer service. All right, we don't have that. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know quite what. an empty desk there, Kiara. What was in a dungeon, in a, in a dungeon <laughs> somewhere, just with a dead rat next to a phone? <laughs> what did they? What number? I mean, who are they? Yeah. <laughs> what are they so saying? They, they were brilliant because they told me where it had been delivered. They told Our me who service it, was. <laughs> They told me who had signed for it, and I think it was an A. Mary on the 14th of December right, yep. in, in Chuganinia. Yep. So oh, that's our customer we, service hub. <laughs> we went back from there, and um, then they, I think they got a little bit sick of me going, but no, one, no one's answering my queries on the contact page. Yep. So then they referred me um, to the contact page. They actually looked it up themselves and sent me to the page I'd already sent three or four messages Yeah, to. yeah. So what's happened here is you've just gone <laughs> to our website, which yep. doesn't really do complaints, do we, as a rule, Ham? <laughs> compliments, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do compliments. Compliments and others. We do. We, we very much have a closed-door policy too. It's pretty uh, tough to close too. The chairs, the chairs resting against the handle on the other side of the door. <laughs> so that, that's what you would have been up against. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad it's finally resolved. You can push and push and push against that door, but it will <laughs> not budge. Yeah, well, the most I'm, important thing is your your beautiful son got his 
birthday present a mere few months after the after his birthday. And if there's one thing, having been 12-year-old boys ourselves, yep. you remember back that time in your life, you're not too fussed about when you get your present. You're just happy it, you're just happy it comes sometime in the next calendar year. Hip, hip, hooray, we say to that young man. And a feel-good ending for everyone. Exactly right. You've got to look on the bright side of life. There's only, Thanks, that's Kiara. the only side. Thanks, Kiara. <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. we are, we keep saying we're back. Yep. It just feels good to have the muzzle off, you know. It yep, feels exactly. good to not have the government getting its way, squashing us down, making yep. us take the three months off. On one hand, we appreciate it. Sure, we do appreciate We understand oh, yeah. why the government makes us do it. Played a lot of, um, I played a lot of golf, which was one upside, but of course I would have wanted to be back at work. Yeah, giving the mouth more of a workout <laughs> than, of course, the, um, legs and arms. you know, the legs and arms as you whack and kick your caddy for handing you the wrong <laughs> Club, or perhaps snipping the end of uh, end of the cigar off, or popping the champagne cork incorrectly. You know, maybe during someone's backswing. I know you're not allowed to pop a champagne during a backswing. It's considered yeah. poor etiquette. You know, under Rule Thirteen Five. <laughs> so your arms and legs got a real workout from caddy assaults. Mm. But again, your vocal cords. Yep. Whilst you would have been doing a lot of yelling at <laughs> him or her yeah. privately, once you go back to the mahogany line club room. <laughs> You would have much preferred to be using your vocal cords mm. for the fun that we have on the show. Exactly, but not allowed to. But we're back. But it's funny, when the government makes you take a three-month break, you mm. sort of, you know, we, we finish the show in December mm. and then it starts up again in March mm. and a lot of stuff you just are hoping, you know, a lot of things that happen over that time. Yep. And one of the, one of the exciting things that was coming um, to fruition at the end of last year was, of course, the news, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead of an announcement here, Mm. but I assume congratulations are in order because you did flag with the team that you're about to get a tall terrier, the world's (laughs) tallest terrier. You're about to get a dog, the world's tallest terrier. It's not the world's tallest. tallest. It, it, you did it is, say it was the tallest no, terrier it, it, available. It's a taller terrier. No, than, Jack, didn't Handy say it was the tallest I terrier think available? My mental image of the dog is very tall. Yeah. I'm incredibly I'm, tall, like a llama. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a, a Welsh terrier taller. Taller. Tallest. Than, no, an Airedale air would probably have it for <laughs> leg length. Yes, but, okay. But the, yeah. My recollection was you were getting the world's tallest terrier. <laughs> yes, okay. Which think that's um, what you grasped onto and repeated. Well, I'm, I've had I've had quite a lot of people over the break mm. go, you know, first of all, commiserations on having to take the break and a bit of government grumbling yep. and then going, have you seen Andy's tall terrier yet? Mm. And I sort of say, look, no, I haven't. I suspect it's, it is in the house, but he's probably waiting to debut it next year. <laughs> And I don't want to steal the the reveal mm-hmm. for when we get to see the tall terrier. Yeah. But first of all, um, how is it? It, it? It doesn't exist quite yet. Right. It was a busy time for tall terriers. <laughs> and a hot they, season. Yeah, hot season. COVID uh, meant a lot of people ran out of dogs and um, we were looking <laughs> quite seriously. It does make them sound like the people using them as face masks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was toilet paper and dogs. They, they, they ran into supermarkets. Uh, and uh, and we looked through for rescues for, for, for this type of dog that we want, but right. there aren't any at this stage in, in shelters either. So we oh, so you, you're doing the shelter thing, but, but you... Have a t- you want the tall terrier from it? We would love a specific type of yeah, dog. It's not, yeah, that's so not the that's not quite the shelter mentality, is it? No, no, no. I like calling certain... the op shop, going, "Have you got any <laughs> Chanel bags?" 
I'm I'm very interested to get one from very interested in, of course, doing the right thing and supporting the community. Yes, but it does need to be this bag in this colour. (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much. Okay, well then, uh, slight spanner in the works because I have made you something to welcome the arrival of the tall terrier. (laughs) I just assumed we'd have a tall terrier on our hands. Yeah. Uh, I made you a mixtape with Tall Terrier songs. <laughs> so we may as well do it anyway. Yeah. Assumed the Tall Terrier would be with us. So this is going to be. And then I can play it to Beck yeah. when we eventually get the Tall Terrier because I right. know she doesn't listen to this anymore, our podcast well, anymore, because of the way she's treated us. Zoe has told me she was too busy from day one. So, yeah. Um, well, okay. It was more of an ad for the mixtape, mm. but. Um, I I guess just pretend you've got it. Okay. Congratulations, Andy, on your purchase of the world's tallest terrier. You and that lofty pooch are going to take adventure to new heights. Unintended. Seriously, I know how much you like my singing, so I've made this mixtape so you can get down and shake your derriere with your tall terrier. We start off the songs with a little bit of Kanye. Can the dog get higher? Next, some powerful analogies. Your dog's like a bird, his head is very high. Floating up off the ground, way up in the sky, like a bird's head. Then the songs get really, really good. Kazali. People gonna think it's crazy. When giraffes seem small. Cause your dog's so tall And as sure as you can bet, I'm looking at you right now, very proud of those lyrics. You can bet the celebration of my genius will be short-lived when you hear the next Tall Terrier track. Where is that dog's head? Up, up, up there. Where is that dog's head? Up, up, up there. Wow. Man, even your 10th favourite band, Imagine Dragons from Las Vegas, gets the Tall Terrier treatment. You're a young man with a tall dog, like my friend Steve with his long frog. Except you're not young, you got grubby lungs. <laughs> All those cool tracks plus more redone by me to celebrate the arrival of your very, very tall terrier. Please enjoy, mate, but hurry. Mixtape on sale now and selling fast. Sorry, due to specificity of product and small customer pool, no best friend discounts. Sorry, I made you one, but it's for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't do any of that work during our three-month government mandate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Can I just song? shock you? Yeah, I did most of it just before we started the show today. <laughs> <laughs> I know it seems crazy. I thought as much. With some of those killer lyrics. <laughs> I thought as much. <laughs> no. It took me months to think of the long frog bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listeners of this podcast would be well aware that we've had Bitcoin catastrophes dating back, what, four years now? Many, many, many years. Oh, longer than longer that. Than that. Yeah. Much longer than that. Almost 10 years, I think. 10, ten years. <laughs> well, I, I purchased Bitcoin. our initial two. Yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, I bought the, bought the news to the team. I mean, I have to go and dig back through, but I reckon it was early I reckon 2010s. 20. I think in 2012, 11. Yeah, I was going to say 13 or 14. 
Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Because so nearly ten Bitcoin years. was about nine hundred dollars. Yeah. The laughter, the peals of laughter from the from you two, the other side of the desk. What have you done? You've wasted eighteen hundred bucks. Yep. Bitcoin plummeted to three hundred dollars. Yep. We laughed and it was then. laughed and laughed and laughed. What have you done? Our investments thirded. Then, as we all know, as everyone knows, the boom times came. Mm. Now, where Bitcoin sends, it's sort of been hovering around the sixty thousand Aussie dollar mark um, <laughs> over over the summer. Now. So we, Jez, we still have ours locked. Our, our, we still have two missing. Two missing. But, but we don't really end. Here's the thing. Everyone's going, oh, mate, you must be filthy, you know, 120 mm. grand's worth of Bitcoin. Mm. It's lost. We hypnotised Jez. We couldn't get it out of his head. Yeah. He doesn't know where the passcode is. But we we don't, We I actually prefer this story, yeah. that we've got it out there somewhere because let, let's not forget, we only found out that we couldn't find the password mm. when we went to try and sell it when it was at $1,500 because we wanted to buy the convertible to drive it through the car wash. So <laughs> we would actually be sitting here now as the guys that cashed out to drive a Ford Capri through a car wash instead of sitting on 120 was grand. Was it a Capri or a Saab? I think we got a Saab, Saab in the end. We were hunting for a Capri and they're actually collector's items. <laughs> so You're right. I, I, I kind of am happy that we didn't. And- and we, might, and we might find the passcode one day. Then we she went into pop up. then we went through a whole other problem with Jack and him yep. buying Bitcoin for myself and for him, and he can't find the password. That's why when this story came par, came up on our three month government mandated break, yep. so many people were direct messaging us and yep. emailing us. Um, uh, Stefan Thomas. Uh, who, we'll let him tell the story. He's a programmer, a German programmer living in San Francisco, and he joins us now. Ahoy to you, Stefan. Hey, how are you doing? We are great, mate. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to um, talk about something I'm sure that you are getting sick of talking about, but we, <laughs> to us, you are a bit of a spirit animal because um, you, like us, have have some Bitcoin locked away. Yours is a little bit more serious, though. You have 7,002 Bitcoin locked away. How much um, is that worth at the moment, Stefan? It's about 350 million US dollars. <laughs> Holy dooly. <laughs> 350. And, and, and at least it's not a bill, as they say. At least it's not a billion, as they say in the big money game. But 350 million is still enough to notice it's missing. Stefan, just quickly, are you currently a billionaire or is this significant to you? It is significant to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have a few others that are that are also missing, like fifty mil, one hundred twenty mil. But this is the main one that's missing. Three fifty. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm paranoid, and I, I want to check the couch cushions if there's another hundred million stuck somewhere. But no, I, I don't. Otherwise, I that that's the money. I... All right. Well, this is the fascinating story. This is what everyone everyone sort of emailing us your story to our show because, as you've just said, we've got some real history along with you of um, a little sloppy with the old. Bar password. We, what fascinates me is yours is on a hard drive. You're doing the right thing, like keeping it separate on a hard drive. You've got the hard drive. The hard drive has a certain number of guesses on it. Are we, is it still the case that you had 10 guesses, you've had eight, you've got two remaining? What happens if you guess two more times incorrectly? Uh, so this type of um, drive, it's, a, it's an external flash drive, like a USB stick. I don't know if you've, if you've probably used those before. Yep. Because it's a special one, which is encrypted and has a hardware security feature. It kind of works like the, the pin code on your ATM card. And, and it basically, after 10 wrong attempts, it just deletes the, the keys inside and, and you can't get them back. And so, um, you know, there's only a couple of ways you can really... 
bypass that. Like one is to actually physically disassemble the device. And even that's not enough. You have to physically disassemble the actual chip inside. So you have to go and, and put it under a scanning electron microscope and, and, and do all that stuff. Or you can try to find some kind of flaw in it, like some kind of bug that they missed while developing it. But unfortunately, they did a pretty good job. So it's, it's, it's not, a, not an easy task to do that. So that's kind of the remaining chances that I have. Can you, I mean, at some point, I think like you're saying, at some base molecular level, it's all ones and zeros. So is it possible to just undo it and with the world's most powerful microscope, just look and go, right, that's a one, that's a zero, and just sort of jot it down by hand, and then you might have the code of what's in there? That's actually a pretty good description, yeah. Um, that, that is theoretically possible. It's in practice a little bit difficult. It's a little bit like... Uh, uh, like Mission Impossible, but it's sort of on a micrometer scale or even um, nanometer scale. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of security features in that chip that has sort of crisscrossing wires. It has a temperature sensor, a voltage sensor, it has a UV light sensor. If you trip any of those, it deletes the keys. So um, it's this. specifically designed to make it very hard to, to attempt. Have you considered hypnotherapy? Someone yeah. coming in to hypnotize the code out of you? It, it didn't work for us, but it's a good option. <laughs> it's actually great to hear your story and kind of have that data point. Like a lot of people have suggested hypnosis. Um, I think the main concern I have is, is A, I lost this wallet uh, 10 years ago, so a lot of time has passed. And then number two, it was not a password I ever memorized. It was a password that I would have generated, written down, um, and, and then quickly you know, you know, forgotten. I mean, Elon Musk is carrying on a bit. I mean, one of the various things he carries on about is the Neuralink, which is the brain um, computer uh, chip that can interface between the human brain and like a silicon-based computer chip. Is there a small part of you holding out hope that Elon's a lot more advanced than he's letting on with this technology and he could tap into, you know, your brain from 10 years ago and you could get a recording of the day where you see the password? Well, I, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Elon. I think he can, he can do a lot, but um, I, I don't know if he can do that. I think uh, sure. the best bet is to, is, is to do the more traditional attack, yeah, with the, yeah. With the electron microscope. Stefan, are there other, other, other memories that you don't really want him sifting through <laughs> yeah. 10 years ago? Smart. I just hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Stefan. And is it, is it worth $350 million to allow someone to sift willy-nilly through 10 years of memories? I say maybe not. Maybe we just keep those babies locked away. Um, Stefan, I've got to ask one thing here. You, you've had eight incorrect attempts. So at some point you must have been guessing because <laughs> you wouldn't have done eight typos in a row. So was like were attempts like three through six just like complete guesses, mm. and you know was attempt number eight like a complete hail mary? What were the guesses? Yeah, so I, I basically figured that you know there was a tiny tiny chance that I maybe used the password used somewhere else instead of generating one. Like your memory can be funky, you can misremember things like that. So I just tried some other common passwords that I used at the time. And, uh, yeah, it just turned out that probably my memory was correct and I used the random password. So, well, I mean, obviously you're waiting for the 350 mil to be unlocked. What are you working on at the moment? Is it hard to, to work and go to <laughs> hard work? Hard to focus. <laughs> hard to focus when you've got 350 mil sitting there and you might need to even work at any on any given day if you crack it. Yeah, I mean, this is the interesting thing. Like, I only got into Bitcoin because I got interested in payments and kind of how payments work because I was working as a freelancer before. And as a freelancer, like, I worked with a lot of people around the world. I worked with a lot of clients around the world. And paying internationally was such a 
huge hassle and, and caused so many problems. Yep. What I've been passionate about this whole 10 years um, is really kind of making payments better. I started my own company in 2018 called Coil, and we're working right now on, on how to make payments better for content creators. Coil, yeah. right. Well, I, I hope it's worth well over $350 million yeah. in the next few years, my friend. I hope you look back on the 350 and you laugh and laugh and go, <laughs> it turns out I didn't need it, and Coil turns out to take over the, to take over the world. Is there any way in Coil... Uh, in your new company that someone could accidentally lock up a heap of value and not be able to get it out. <laughs> yeah, so that's the one thing I can absolutely promise. We've got a capacity recovery feature. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I Once thought bitten. that might be included. <laughs> Stefan, thank you very much. We'll be following it. Uh, we'll uh, obviously hear about it worldwide if it gets cracked or otherwise. So uh, thanks very much for joining us, buddy. Yeah, and I'll say something that I have not been able to say in any other interview, which is like, good luck to you as well for recovering your coin. Uh, that's so nice. It's nice to have a support group. Yeah. Um, we, we were absolutely flat out of ideas, but we, the, the hunt okay. continues. Should we, should we go into some kind of conglomerate? Say if we oh, find yeah, out... Like, let's we all have, work, yeah, we all work half together. the group's money. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Uh, email us, Stefan, if you're keen. We'll, we'll do it. All right. Cheers, buddy. Just checking the email, Ando. Nothing in yet. Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.